Hey there, good morning. You're welcome to God Tends Podcast. And I'm your host, Kamsi. Let's take a prayer. Father, we say thank you so much for an amazing day. We thank you for as we're launching into our day and as we're listening to your word as we go into our day, Father. Thank you for the word is changing our mindsets and we are living out the message today. Thank you for your speaking to us directly and your opening the word of God to us for the day. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, dear listener, welcome once more to God 10 Podcast. Um, today's topic, we're going to be concentrating on the topic that says, Complaining, is it worth it? Complaining, is it worth it? And we'll be taking two scripture verses. All right. First of all, Okay, actually, today we'll be looking at one, though. Looking at one for now. Okay, it, this is actually um, a two-part series. So we'll treat part two in our next podcast session. Uh, stay tuned for that one. It's going to be lit. Numbers, 13 chap- no, Numbers chapter 13, verse um, 25 to 32 in the easy version. The men returned after they had explored the land for 40 days. The men came back to Kadesh in the Paran Desert. They brought their message to Moses and Aaron and to all the Israelites there. They told them all about Canaan land, and they showed its fruits to them. They said to Moses, We went to look out the land where you sent us. It is certainly a land where there is plenty of food and drink, enough for everyone. This is some of its fruits. But the people who live in the country are strong. Their towns are very big and strong walls keep them safe. Also, we saw some descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites are living in Negev, the land in the south of this country. The Hittites, Jebusites and Amorites live in the hills and the Canaanites live by the sea and by the edge of Jordan River. Then Caleb stood in front of Moses and he told the Israelites to be quiet. He said, we should go into the country and get power over it. We will certainly be able to do it. But the men who had gone into Canaan with him said, these people are stronger than we are, so we cannot go and fight against them. Those men gave to the Israelites a bad report about the country that they had explored. They said, we went through that whole country and we explored it. The land seems to eat the people who live there. Hmm. All the people that we saw there were very big and strong. Hallelujah. Today we're looking at this topic that says what? Complaining. Is it worth it? And so dear listener, I would like just to um, enumerate some of the I will say some of the reasons why you should think that complaining isn't worth it. The question demands an answer, and my answer is no, (laughs) it's not worth it. Now, the first thing we see from this scripture from Numbers 13, um, verse 25 to 32, we see that these people who were sent to spy the land did a poor job. That is all except um, Joshua and Caleb, of course. 
They were told to spy the land and bring the reports of what they saw. They knew already that God had already given unto the Israelites this land. So for them to be bringing back a bad report showed that they didn't understand the possibility that God was with them and would give them success. They didn't understand that reality. And so complaining actually gets you nowhere. We'll look at the first point. Complaining actually keeps you out of experiencing God's supernatural realities in your life. It forces you to live as a mere ordinary human. When you begin to complain, you begin to live as a low person when you were meant to be riding through life with God. So when you begin to complain, you begin to focus on those things that are actually um, meant to become your victory and your testimony. You see them as oppositions. You see them as um, things to bring you down. And so that is what they are to you. And so that is what they become to you as well. So you actually excuse and shut yourself off from experiencing God's supernatural realities in your life when you complain. Second reason why complaining isn't worth it is it drains God's grace from your life. You literally begin to feel weak as you complain. The thing is that you may not begin to feel it suddenly, but as time goes on, you realize that you aren't the same person you were before that event of complaining. You actually begin to lose strength. You begin to drain off God's grace in your life. You begin to um, waste them away. You begin to discharge it off wastefully. The next reason is that complaining colors your view of life. You cease to actually see anything at all to be grateful for. And that's true. When you complain, you begin to see life as so much of a struggle. You know, you become too demanding and you become uncontented. You become so dissatisfied with life. And that is one character God hates. We will see that in our um, part two. How God really treated complaining. And how we should treat it as well. So complaining colors your view of life. It paints a negative view of life to you. And that's wrong. Now the next one is that um, you practically begin to see everything around you as impossible and it hinders you from um, exploring into unknown higher realms of possibility with the Holy Ghost. When you complain, as we said before, um, you actually limit yourself to live as a mere human being. You cut yourself off from experiencing God's realities. Jesus rightfully said that in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 to 34 in the Message Translation, Steep your life in God reality, in God initiative, in God provision. Stop worrying about what may or may not happen tomorrow. You will realize that everything that you would ever have needed, then God had already supplied for you. Whatever hard thing comes up, He would provide a solution. So you need to stop complaining because what happens is that you begin to see um, everything around you as impossible. In fact, you actually begin to see um, things that, you know, um, seem so difficult as maybe in quotes, okay, this is not my calling. But do you realize that Canaan land 
had those giants. Canaan land was where God was taking these people to. And he, of course, as God was quite well aware that this land possessed such kind of people. Meaning that the place where you're going to isn't always going to be smooth and rosy. Actually, the new level God places you in has new devils, has new giants to conquer. Of course, God is training you right now for a new level he wants to take you to. But you need to realize that if he's training you right now for something, it means that that something is bigger than your um, presence you know, level right now. It's a new level. So you need to measure up to that level by being trained right now. So in your workplace, in your finances, in your business, in your um, marriage, you know, in um, your academics, whatever it be, in your ministry, when you begin to see that um, you're becoming uncomfortable, you know, your comfort zone is being disturbed as you are entering into a new season or a new level, don't shun yourself away. Don't shy away from it. Plunge right into the waters. Plunge into that new level. So soar into that new, new height. Gain into that new experience. Don't shy away run to it don't run away from the challenge run to it like how david run to um, goliath and you know he threw the stone at him run directly into that challenge because that probably is where god has um destined you to enter into for that present time hallelujah so another point again about complaining is that um it shuts down creativity complaining shuts down creativity by confessing negativity what happens is that you shut your mind and spirit from accessing the solutions to those problems from the holy spirit so i don't know if you have realized this dear listener but every time you complain you actually now somebody now asks you for example okay you have spoken about the problems now profess solutions do you realize that it will take you a long time before you will even gain back actually how to solve that problem? Why? Because you focus so much on the problem. And because you focus on the problem so much, you lost track of the solution. You literally cut yourself off from gaining the solutions to those problems. So, by confessing negativity and complaints, you actually are doing yourself more harm. Why? Because you won't be able to gain the solutions to those problems. You shut down creativity every time you complain. You may not realize it, but every time you complain, you shut down positivity. You shut down God's creativity inside of you. You shut down God's creative power. You limit his creative power inside of you. So, you starve you actually starve your mind from the solution you starve yourself from gaining the solution and i think um for today our last point will be that complaining limits your growth in god of course spiritual growth getting to know god better and better when you when you keep complaining you limit your stand in god you begin to have um, a small um, mindset about God. Your view of God will be so limited, so myopic. 
because you only see it as um you only see your life as um full of troubles and so uh god has a lot of cleanup to do you know and so you you don't enjoy god anymore and as a result your growth in god will be so limited so myopic so um restricted dear listener in our part two we'll be we'll be entering into um another dimension of how to deal with complaining for today i think you will agree with me what the right answer to the topic's question is um let's just take a prayer we're gonna pray that father may our hearts be open to your voice instead of um complaining may we respond the right way in jesus name father we say thank you so much for your word today lord as we're about to set in for our task for the day we ask you to navigate us and propel us the right way help us to respond to challenges the right way father help us oh god not to be afraid of plunging into new heights but to simply trust you father Help us to submit to your plan and program. Help us, O God, to submit to your intent, my Father. Help us to simply yield to your voice, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for answers to prayer. Thank you, Lord, for answers to prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for answers to prayer. We give you praise, O God. Thank you for your working in our lives, your plan and counsel. And as we step into our day today, we receive grace, O God, not to submit to the problem, but to submit to your mighty power. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Dear listener, remember, it doesn't pay to complain, but rather it pays to walk on God's plane. It it pays to walk on the level God is on instead of focusing on the challenge I would like you to begin to confess the Word of God in that area you are facing those new Giants of course because you are with God those Giants gotta fall hallelujah have an awesome day dear listener stay tuned for more content and if you haven't subscribed to this podcast or if you haven't shared with a friend or to tell a friend about this, then you are not helping matters here. You got to do that. I endear you to do that, okay? Have an awesome day. I love you. God loves you more. Goodbye for now. Hi there. Good morning. You're welcome to God Tent Podcast. And I'm your host, Kamsi. Let's take a prayer. Father, we thank you so much for today. We ask that as your word comes, you're opening the word to us. And Father, you're helping us to live out the word. Thank you, Father, for an amazing day today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So Numbers chapter 14 from verses um, 1 to 9. That's our text. And then we'll take Philippians chapter 2 verse 14 to 16. All in the TLB version as we'll be looking at today's topic part two of the series on complaining and today's topic is stop complaining okay yesterday we looked at complaining is it worth it and now we're gonna look at really no it's not worth it so we need to stop it so we'll we'll read numbers 14 then all the people began weeping aloud 
and they carried on all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of complaints against Moses and Aaron. We wish we had died in Egypt, they wailed, or even here in the wilderness, rather than be taken into this country ahead of us. Jehovah will kill us there, and our wives and little ones will become slaves. Let's get out of here and return to Egypt. The idea swept the camp. Let's elect a leader to take us back to Egypt, they shouted. Then Moses and Aaron fell face downward on the ground before the people of Israel. Two of the spies, Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, ripped their clothing and said to all the people, It is a wonderful country ahead, and the Lord loves us. He will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It is very fertile, a land flowing with milk and honey. Oh, do not rebel against the Lord, and do not fear the people of the land. For they are but bread for us to eat. The Lord is with us, and he has removed his protection from them. Don't be afraid of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, background story, okay? Flashback. The ten spies out of the twelve um, had told the people of Israel that the land was good, but it had issues. The giants were in, the, were in their way. And so they would squash them, even eat them alive, was one of the reports in one particular translation. They forgot that God was the one who was leading them to Canaan. They focused on the fact that there were giants around. And they forgot that God is the one who is leading them into that place. And God can't lead a child of his into a place where that child will be destroyed can't happen he's a good father and so that was what joshua and caleb understood they said the lord loves us they said that he is with us he will not leave us behind we are well able we will conquer the land because he has given the people to us notice something about the two spies joshua and caleb they had a different mindset they had something that the ten didn't have and that was a different mindset which was caused by a way of um, viewing life they looked at something that the ten spies decided to ignore and that was the reality of god in their midst hallelujah now let's now come into the present situation so now the people of israel begin to will and they begin to complain god why did you bring us here moses and aaron we could just have died in egypt blah 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 now see what happens as they complain moses and aaron they fall flat to the ground you know joshua and caleb they are really annoyed as well trying to calm the people down and then god steps in and then from verse um, 10 to at least i think verse 36 we see that god was speaking out his mind to Moses. He was really annoyed. God was vexed. Verse um, 10 to 11 here, it says, God says to Moses, how long will these people despise me? Like, will they never believe me? Even after all the miracles I have done among them, I will disinherit them and I will destroy them with a plague. 
and I will make you Moses into a nation far greater than and mightier than they are. God was really annoyed. This tells us something very clearly. God hates complaining. And so as a child of God, you need to avoid complaining. Why? Because complaining is trying to put God um, to the question, are you really faithful? I don't think you are. You're trying to tell God, no, God, it seems like you got the whole thing all mixed up together. You're not getting it right. Why did you even bring me out here in the first place? I could just have been comfortable at the level I was in. At my workplace, nobody was envying me there. Now that I'm at this particular level, people are now beginning to look at me with suspicious eyes. Some are beginning to falsely accuse me. I was so comfortable when I was, you know, single, for example. Then I got married and then that was how troubles one after the other began to pop up here and there. I was so comfortable in class, you know, didn't bother anybody and nobody bothered me. Then and there, um, when, when you decided to pick me up, Father, this was how people now begin to envy me and so on and so forth. You could look at your situation and actually have so many things to complain about. But I tell you, dear listener, that you, until you have this mindset that Joshua and Caleb had, you will never come out of your situation successfully. Let's read verse 24. God says something. Numbers 14 verse 24. But my servant Caleb is a different kind of man. He has obeyed me fully. I will bring him into the land he entered as a spy, and his descendants shall have their full share in it. The mindset separated him from the rest and marked him out for favor marked him out for God's blessings. So you too as a child of God need to view life in a different way. When others around you are viewing life as so tough, so difficult to handle, full of so much pains and struggles, what should be your view? What should be your response to life? I tell you, you need to have a different mindset if you need to come up with a different result. Let's look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 14 to 16 in the TLB version. In everything you do, stay away from complaining and arguing so that no one can speak a word of blame against you. You are to live clean, innocent lives as children of God in a dark world full of people who are crooked and stubborn. Shine out among them like beacon lights, holding out to them the word of life. Hallelujah. You need to have a different mindset, dear child of God. Dear listener, I invite you to actually look at your situation. And instead of focusing on that problem, I want you to decide today to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. You know, when you focus on the problem, you respond by complaining, fearing and worrying. But when you are presented with the challenge and you decide then and there, to choose to focus on God's ability. You respond with faith. You respond with peace. You respond with creativity. You respond with positivity. Choose today how you will respond to your situations, dear listener. Stop taking inventory of your problems. Begin today to start taking statistics of who your father is. That was what Joshua and Caleb did, and that was what marked them out differently. 
cut the long story short, the ten other spies, of course, didn't enter the land. In fact, they were stricken with illness and they died in the desert, in the wilderness. The people who complained against God, they didn't enter. Only Joshua and Caleb, among the ten, um, among the twelve spies, actually made it through into that land because they had a different mindset. They decided to focus their gaze on God and take statistics of who their father really was. Dear listener, your problem may seem too great, but you have someone greater than that. Hallelujah. You have someone greater than that. So far as he is bigger and your eyes are focused on him, then your problem will grow smaller. Because when he steps into the ball game, the rules of the game changes. When God steps into the game, the rules change. Hallelujah. Let that be your mindset that so far as I am with my father, then there's no giant that looks unsurmountable. Everything of them becomes small when my God steps in. Let that be your mindset today, dear listener. Let's take a prayer. Father, we thank you so much for today. Thank you because as your word has come today, we receive grace to stop complaining and let your word change our mindsets. Thank you, Father, for answers to prayer. For as we step into today's activities, you're helping us, O God, to view life the right way and praise you in the midst of our problems and to stop complaining. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Dear listener, remember, when you complain, you are praising your giants. But when you choose to trust God and begin to praise Him in that situation, then you will see that the rules of the game changes and your problem becomes your testimony. Have an awesome day and stay tuned for more content. Share this message with a friend and I will see you in the next session. Goodbye for now.